your kindred. Kindred's a big word for what? Your relatives, your, your family, okay? And, uh, so, and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And so God interrupts Abram's life and basically says, uh, can you bring that map back, please? He's up in here and he says, you know what, I want you, to, I want you to leave there and I want you to start moving in a sense, just like we put a little, you know, we did a little ex, you know, example, what Matt did. We're going to put a blind, uh, would you trust me? Would you trust me? And so Abram listens to God. He heard God's voice. I don't know how God spoke it to him, but he responded to God. He listened to him. And God goes on, and he didn't just tell him something to do, but he, he look in verse 2 and 3. He says, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will bless those who bless you, and, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. One of my first papers that I wrote in college was on these couple of verses. It's called the Abrahamic Covenant. Some of you are like, oh boy, that sounds boring. Okay. But these two little verses, three little verses, are very foundational to what God is going to do. And so what we see here is God, if God is the speaker here. Notice the pronouns in here. What does he say? Verse 2, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. All through here, God is saying, this is what I'm going to do for you, Abram. So whose shoulders did it rest on? God's. God's shoulders. And again, we see this introduction. This isn't the first time, but this, this biblical word of covenant what is a covenant? Well, I'm glad you asked. Covenant is an agreement. It's, it's uh, what one side typically gives more than the other side. It's binding. There's usually a binding action in the commitment. Okay, and so we're going to see this. You know, in, in our culture, you know, we don't focus on that so much. We, you know, we talk about commitment, but in our culture, you know, we, we kind of talk about more of like, you know, you know, we get we, we you know we we get these legal things that lawyers sit around and they map everything out and you sign on the line. You know, this is what I'm going to do. This is what you're going to do. Well, that's not how relationships function. God is a God who comes and says, you know what? I am committed to you. This is what I am going to do. It rests on my shoulders. And are we going to? Listen to him and follow him. And Abraham hears him that day, and Abraham responds. He responds to what God is saying and what God is going to do. And so look down at verse 4. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. And so Abram is a man of faith, and faith is about action. And so Abram hears God's voice. He listens to God. And again, these are kind of the, 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 the parts of faith. What does it mean to trust God? What does it mean to believe God? Well, first of all, you have to listen to God. 
And then the second thing you need to do is you need to obey God. And that's what that little phrase there. So Abram went. Now, we read that and we're like, oh, he went. Now he jumped into 747, put all this stuff in there, and he flew down. Now, that's not how it worked back then. Went means, all right. And he was a rich man. He had a lot of belongings. They didn't have U-Haul. They didn't have rider. So obeying God meant he had to tell all of his family and people, all right, get all the sheep, get all the chickens, get all the camels, pack up all the tents, because we are going to start marching. Oh, they probably didn't march. We're going to start walking. Well, where are we going, Abraham? Not sure. God just told us to start moving. And so this is what faith looks like. And Abraham listens to God, and he obeys God. He starts moving. He does what he says. And so we can learn a lot about him. And again, remember that, you know, he, he, God is asking him to move to a place he's never been before. He's never lived in this part of the world. He's always lived in Ur and, um, and Haran, these other places. That was his known world. But God was asking him to leave his comforts and what he knew to trust God. To trust God that, does God really know what he's talking about? Another little detail here. Interesting little detail. Look in verse 4. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was how old? 75 years old when he departed from Haran. From Haran. Verse 5, And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brothers, his brother, his brother's son, and all their possessions they had gathered, and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. And so what do we see here? We see them moving in obedience and doing what God had asked them to do. Now what's interesting is God told Abram that he was not just going to give, he's going he's gonna to start a nation through Abraham. And some of you might be saying, well, what's so unusual about that? Abram is 75 years old. His wife is a little bit younger than him. How many children do they have? Zero. Zippo, none Okay, did I make the point? So he tells Abraham, I'm going to make a nation out of you. And Abraham doesn't even have a child is there a problem here? For us, not for God. Not for God. And so faith is always about believing the promises of God. When God says he's going to do something, faith means we listen and we obey and we take him at his word. And next week, we're going to see this. It's going to take a lot of time. 
to work all this out. I know that kind of goes contrary to our microwave culture. It doesn't happen that quick. But what we see about Abraham is that he continues to listen and he continues to obey God. So as we look around this room and um, you know, we see our, our kids, children, how do you listen to God? One of the ways you listen to God is you listen to your caregivers, your mom and your dad, in your life. Because he has entrusted them to take care of you. Now, parents, that's a pretty humbling task, isn't it? Because basically, isn't that what, I'm, what, what God is saying? You as parents represent me to your children that really don't know and understand anything about me yet. And so as parents, that should put us on our knees and say, God, help me to represent you to these little children that bear your image. Help me in that process. And so part of what I, you know, I'm just trying to help us see is that knowing and listening to God, it's a process. God's very practical about it. This past week, and uh, a number of you are doing the discipleship journey. And what was the topic all this past week? If we're on the same, you know, most of us are on the same page. I know some people are off a little bit. But what, it, what, what was the topic all this week? Abiding. This is abiding. Abiding is listening to what God has to say and doing it. And so it's not new. Jesus put it in a little different lingo, but that's exactly what Abraham is doing here. He's abiding. He's listening to God's voice, and then he's responding. And he's doing what he asked him to do. If you're looking uh, Genesis 12, look down, you know, part of this, and again, God loves relationship. He's about relationship. So this isn't a one-way street where God just says, sit down, be quiet, listen to me, do what I ask. God's about, he, he wants relationship. And so in, in, uh, in verse 8 um, of, of uh, Genesis 12, let me, let me read this first. From there, he moved on to the hill country to the east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. What's our, what's our four-letter word that we use to describe what calling out to God is? Prayer. Abraham is calling out to God. And when do you call? You call out to God when you're in desperation. You call out to God when you're not sure what to do. And so what do we see Abraham doing here? He's listening to God. He's obeying God. He's calling out to God. There's other things that he's doing here. He makes a sacrifice, and you can see that there's more going on here than what we have time to look at. But my point is that Abraham was a man of faith. He trusted and he believed God. And that was more than just lip service. Now, one of the things that we understand, too, faith is like a muscle that needs to be strengthened, okay? And so it doesn't just happen overnight. 
when Abraham trusted God that day, was he perfect from then on out and just walked with God perfectly? No, he didn't. In fact, if you, I'll give you the 30-second the version, the rest of chapter 12. He continues through. There's a famine in, in, uh, in Canaan. He goes down into Egypt, and on his way down to Egypt, he, he leans over to Sarah and says, you're a beautiful woman, and we're going into Egypt, and I um, don't want them taking my head off to get to you. So how about we just tell them you're my sister? Okay? How does that sound? Okay. And so they go to Egypt. He lies. And in the providence of God, God allows, um, uh, what do they call it? Plagues. Some plagues to happen. Because again, the Egyptian people, they were, um, they believed in gods. So they always interpreted what was going on in their life through the gods. And so bad things were happening, and they started saying, uh, what's going on here with these two people and their whole entourage? And the truth comes out that Abraham has to say, you know what, she's not my sister, she's my wife. And so what does um, Pharaoh say? Get out of here. We, we don't want any part of you. And so what we see here is that Abraham... When he lied, he wasn't trusting God. But we see that God is gracious and God is merciful. And God, you know what? He, he helps us with our weaknesses. And so we see that with Abraham. And so my, my point here as I'm sharing that is that God is gracious and Abraham's faith needed to be developed and so what do we see going on here? We see that God is restoring, you know, the bigger picture here. God is restoring creation through the inception of a new nation. A new people that were supposed to tell the world about the living God. About his grace and about his mercy. How did the nation of Israel do with that? If you were to give him a grade, I'm looking, I see Aaron's a teacher. If you were to give him a grade, what would you give him? Not good. We call that a F. They flunked over and over and over and over and over again. But we want to focus on Abraham. Abraham was willing to trust God. And so as we look at Abraham, and here's where I want to come back to us as a church. The point is that how are we doing exactly what Abraham did? How are we listening to God and obeying him and doing what he's asked us to do? Are we a church of faith? Are we a people of faith and trust like Abraham was? And so I see that. Let me give you a couple examples to encourage us of how I see our faith being demonstrated. Over the last few weeks, there's about 42 of you that are doing the disciples' journey. 
Instead of saying, you know what, I want to spend less time in the Word, I, want to, I need to spend more time. There's 42 of you. There's two more books out there, so there's two more of you that can step up if you want. And you know what? Some of you, you're not doing uh, the disciple journey. That's okay. Some of you have come up and said, you know what? This is, this, this is the Bible study that we're doing over the night. So, praise God. The point isn't the disciple journey. The point is that we're in the Word, listening to God and hearing what He wants us to do. A couple weeks ago, Dave Smith and Lisa said to me, yes, Lord, we will begin a life group. We'll begin a life group. Last week, Carl said, yes, Stephen Rudy, I'll step out and I'll serve as a deacon. That's faith. Because as Carl's asking us questions, we're like, well, we don't have the answer to that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's faith. I shared with you last week, and some of you maybe weren't here, but a person who expressed faith by saying, you know what, I will pay for any student who wants to go to Word of Life. It's faith. It's faith. What does faith look like? Maybe it's our, our teens, who are you inviting to Word of Life? You can say, you know what, the price has been paid. Would you come? Would you come? Last week, I was standing out here in the... Uh, um, <clears throat> Sean Miller works for the borough, and uh, he uh, leads uh, the youth ministry at uh, Church of God. And we were just... We, we know each other, and he's a great guy, man of faith, and um, he was sharing that... Uh, basically, the long story, I'm going to... You know, last Sunday, one of the girls in their ministry, who was before the church family, somehow, some way, put her faith in Jesus Christ. And Sean's sharing the story of how he's crying and all this, what God is doing. That's faith. It's faith. So last week, I'm watching Jim Harkless and one of his kids in Good News Club. He's in the corner counseling his kid because his kid crossed the line and wants to tell everybody at his school. It's faith. Because the other side of that is there's many weeks where faith is sharing the gospel over and over and over again where there's no response. That's faith too. Don't give up. Don't give in. For our younger elementary kids, kids' camp is coming. Faith is inviting one of your friends. Start praying before the things come out. Jesus said, make disciples. Are we, do we have faith as a church? Are we looking for opportunities to share Christ with the people that we rub shoulders with? Steve, you don't know who I rub shoulders with. No, you, I don't. But I know one thing. They need Jesus. And how are they going to hear about Jesus? Through you. So are we willing to share Christ with others to put our faith out there. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up and the encouragement here and even you know, these next couple weeks, we're going to talk about faith during the month of February. So even as we receive our offering here in a moment, as the bowl goes around, it's an opportunity for faith. 
There's nothing normal about giving money to someone you cannot see. It takes faith saying, God, we're giving to fund your work, your hand. And so I think that's a reminder to us. We're going to be like Abraham and live by faith. Father, we thank you so much for Abraham's faith. God, help us to learn from him. But God, help us to not be spectators. God, that you would grow our faith individually, but God, also as a community. That we would look to and listen to you, the God of the impossible. We love you and we praise you and we thank you in your name. Amen. Let's stand and worship together. Blessed assurance, Jesus is.